Greetings, travelers. I am Agelos, and come warm yourself by the fire. Let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. We have another fun show planned for you today. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've actually been on, so I apologize for that. We had some uh, scheduling issues, but we are back, and we are better than ever on this Sunday morning at 8 in the morning Eastern Time. Uh, for some people, it may be a little early, but for me, this is about perfect because I am a morning person. I like mornings. It's pretty awesome. This week, I am joined by the one, the only, Arcaneer Silvershield himself. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's good to be back. Although, let me fix you. If one thing, it's afternoon. It's 4 p.m. Uh, no, you and your crazy <laughs> time warp can, you know... This is not it's a not dragon break. It's not that you are living in the past. No, no. I do not recognize your dragon break. Go back. Go back into your skooma. <laughs> uh, well, let me apologize to everyone, though, uh, in all seriousness, due uh, for the time change. But, yeah, eventually I became unable to wake up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of my fault that we had to do the time change. But I hope everyone can can forgive us for the <laughs> Sunday morning stream in oh. North America. It's it's all good, and and Ark it was a total champ. I mean, he was waking up at three, four in the morning to do the show every week. So I mean, it, it got a lot, and uh, I'm happy to make the change to you know accommodate Ark. Um, and I see we got a follow over here, so thank you so much for the follow, Ugg. Oh seven, thank you, appreciate that. Uh, the other voice you hear, which now can also be on the show due to the time change, the one, the only Nate, aka Misa himself. Greetings. I'm back. I've been away for a while, but I'm back. It's great to have you back, buddy. Missed you. Yeah, I mean, I get to talk to you a lot because we talk outside of the podcast, and uh, you get to show me how overpowered your build is in Legends. So, uh, Yeah, <laughs> which I'm playing as we speak, of course. Of, of course. I mean, why why wouldn't you? And, uh, I mean, at this time, this will be something that I we've had a couple requests for as well, so I guess we can go ahead and, and announce this, that when Nate is going to be on the show, which will be, you know, whenever he has the time, um, which hopefully will be a lot more often now because of the time change, so we'll he'll be able to come on more frequently than uh, before. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to do a Elder Scrolls Legends tips section with Nate. Nate will be giving us his expertise because i believe you hit legend did you not oh i've hit legend several times now i can do i can get to legend in about three days well then that's pretty impressive i'm not gonna lie there Uh, (laughs) um but (laughs) i think you sent me a number like what your number like 500 or something in the world of terms of player Um, or lower no i was for a while for a while i was 300 and something Okay, 300. Oh, better than what I thought. Even so, that's still impressive based on just based on the Twitch streamers alone. You know, just on that alone, if you were 300 of the what two uh, almost 3,000 people streaming it right now, that's pretty impressive, you know? Like Yeah, I don't know I don't know what I am at the moment because what I what I tend to do is I it, it it resets at the start of every month. Yes. So um, mm. and so you start from rank five, and legend is sort of it's above rank one. So you you're at the bottom of rank five, and you go all of five, all of four, all of three, all of two, all of one, and then you hit legend. Um, and I do that at the start. I mean, it's, it's always within the first week. I think this month it was within the first three or four days. I think. 
I got mm. to Legends, and and that's where you hit three hundred or something. By the time I by the time I did it, and then I move on and play other other game modes and things for the for the rest of the month. Okay. Right. Do do you sit at home like when you are in front of your PC and play Legends, or you just have so much time outside of home and you play Legends on your phone all the time? Uh, it's a bit of it's a bit of both. It's it's usually you know I I'll play it when I'm walking to work. I'll play it on the train between some work stuff. I often play it at lunch. I, I, I you know, and and my my wife and I, and I am married now, and I'm sure that'll get mm. mentioned in a bit. Yep. Um, she plays, you know, almost as much as me. She's playing it right now. <laughs> we 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 play each other. She's she's she plays it a lot. So very yeah, nice. We, it, we we play a lot. It's an easy game to get into, and like, I was actually going to get ready to stream that instead of ESO but I had to reinstall it on my PC because once it came out on iOS, I'm like, I'm not going to do it on PC. I'm going to, I always play it on my, on my phone. Right. Like that's, that's just what I do. And it, it works out. For Honestly, me. it's it, the phone is the worst experience you can possibly have with legends. If you can even vaguely justify getting a tablet an Android or, or a, a cheap iPad or something, it's, mm-hmm. it is a hundred times more, comfortable to play that on a on a bigger screen it really is hmm. i hate playing it on a phone well i mean i do have like i have the six plus so it's the bigger of the phones i don't really have any yeah. issue with it but i used to play hearthstone on the phone constantly so it wasn't anything where i'm like oh this is you know new to me it was it just worked <laughs> out um yeah. and, and like you said it's easy to play on the go so <laughs> some on lunch breaks and things like that that's what i'm gonna hit up yeah um, but before we get into our tales, uh, since we mentioned already, I got to give a congratulations to both Nate on his nuptials as well as Lotus of Doom. They both got married within between the last episode and now, obviously. Uh, so it's been a few weeks. But um, before we talk about Nate's, uh, Lotus sent a few pictures to Twitter and stuff where he got married, and uh, it was gorgeous because he got married outside. It was autumn, so he of course has that beautiful Riften look. So that was great. Uh, and Nate sent me a video of his wedding. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that one, Nate? Because it was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, we we decided to, um, to when Kate walked down the aisle, um, she came into a piece of music from Skyrim, The Streets of Whiterun, mm-hmm. uh, which is my favorite piece of music uh, in the entire Elder Scrolls history. And it's also one that when the Bethesda organized an orchestral performance of music from Elder Scrolls and predominantly Skyrim uh, in London a few months ago, it was one of the pieces they played live there as well with a full full orchestra. And um, it was just it, it just worked. It was just so it was so perfect. Like we drew the line sort of beneath one of my other ideas, which was to have a new quest marker made as a hat uh for me to wear <laughs> at the front of the altar so Kate would have to come to me and instead of saying i do it's accepting a new quest and, and we thought we thought that'd be pretty lame but but having um but walking into elder scrolls music was was just absolutely magnificent and um i sent it over to, to some of the guys i know at bethesda so i know they they've seen it they thought it was awesome too it was just really nice it was it was definitely definitely a gorgeous uh ceremony and i i want to say you know congratulations obviously and 
Um, Thank you. I, I had that on the notes yep. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but you can. I think I said, may have sent you a YouTube video. I'm not sure. You, but, you did. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm very happy if you want to embed it in the blog post or something. I like, can. It's not something we're sharing widely publicly, but. You know, for, for, for friends and listeners of the show, I'm very happy for them to see it. Yes, I will actually absolutely do that because it was definitely something that uh, I think warrants, you know, a little bit of uh, airtime because it was really, really <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I will definitely get that. Again, I still have it. I'll just look through my... I'll make you send it to me because otherwise I'll have to look through my history and, you know... Oh, yeah, I can send you that. <laughs> remind me later. Yeah, I'll remind you and we'll, we'll go from there. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our tales for this week uh, since Nate is, you know... Well, I guess we haven't had, heard from Nate in a long time. We're going to let Nate go first and tell us what he's been doing in, in ESO or all Elder Scrolls-related games, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I sort of I had a little bit of a a little bit of a break from Elder Scrolls Online, not because of any uh, lack of love for it, but between all the wedding prep and then getting married and then a honeymoon and then you know a bunch of work stuff and Legends being on the scene and also the fact that I'm playing through Skyrim Special Edition again because like um, Ag, I tend to play that at this time of year because it makes me feel. Uh, warm and fuzzy inside Mm -hmm. so i've been uh, i've sort of got clockwork city and the rest of morrowind kind of just on pause waiting for for me over the you know in the new year probably um but yeah i've been playing uh legends pretty much constantly hundreds of hours of uh of legends i'm playing it right now and if anyone wants to add me as a friend and, and play with me um ag i to my to my knowledge you've only played me once yes uh which is deeply disappointing. I I know, I know. Uh, it's mostly because I'm absolutely terrified, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you you keep be, sending me all be. these these screenshots. I'm just like, oh, dear heaven. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. I mean, the, the the thing is, I mean, there are so many different types of decks, and there are so many different ways to play and to lose. That you know, I lose plenty of games. It's just that I win more than I lose. Um, and so when you play a lot and you win more than you lose, you tend to, you know, you tend to get quite high yeah, uh, quite quickly. But, you know, that's, that's been the, the sort of the primary, uh, primary thing I've been doing in, uh, in Elder Scrolls. Although I'll tell you what I had, I did do, I bought a copy of the Infernal City, you know, the, um, the book, what's the guy's name. Yeah. The, Greg, is it Greg? Greg Keys. Greg Keys. Greg I think. Keys. Yeah. Yeah, um, I realized I'd never read either of those two books, so I, I bought a copy, and that's going to be my, my December reading. I'm going to have a couple of weeks off work. It's my birthday in December as well, so I'm planning on uh, on spending some time reading reading that too. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably a summary of the last couple of months. And, I, oh, one thing I should say is the week before I got married, which was in October, I um, I spent the entire week up to the wedding in the wedding dress in Elder Scrolls Online, <laughs> you know, which, is most, which is mostly in PvP because that's mostly what I was doing, uh, you know, ahead of ahead of the wedding. But I, was, I said to to my to the guys in my guild, I was like, I'm going to wear a wedding dress all week. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm wearing the dress, and that's the end of it. No Very complaints. nice. Um, and yeah. I see we have a question in chat from Jank. Uh, uh, that that add-on that you're seeing is called Dressing Room. It does a couple things, which is why I have it. It allows you to set up bars for 
you know, as you can see right here, I have bars set up with different skills, uh, small solo group PVE, uh, and it also allows you to save gear sets. So like if I have something for uh, raid group PVE and I have a different raid set, I can hit the button and it auto loads. Like here, I'll uh, just to show you, I'm going to just put a bunch of random stuff on my bar that doesn't make any sense. And then when I want to load my, like, want to load this uh, this group right here, I just hit this button, and it automatically puts everything back on the bar the way I wanted it. If I had any gear, such as if I were completely naked, which I don't know if I can do because my inventory is almost empty, but here I'll just remove one item. There we go. Put that in there. And then hit the button. It'll automatically load it back in. So it's just a quick way of saving presets for gear and skills. It's really, really good. So... If you don't have it, check that out. Uh, it's called Dressing Room. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We had questions in chat about you know, add-ons in ESO. And it's a really helpful add-on, too. Uh, and thank cool. you also for the follow that we just got from Jank. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, so, Nate, uh, continue. Yeah, well, I think I was just going to say that uh, if anybody wants to add me or or um, or play or, or what have you then you can add me i am langson 101 l-a-n-x-o-n one the number one the number zero the number one um the jealous can probably put it in the show notes or, or yeah, something and i will do that and and feel free to feel free to add me and you know we'll, we'll we'll play or if you have any questions about the game or tips or what have you i'm always very very happy to to answer those via twitter or anything else there you go awesome um i guess uh that, that would be it for your tales for this week uh yeah i think i think so i think right. that's that's about it yeah cool cool uh was there just for the fun of it was there any particular win that you had which was insanely devastating to the other person that you would like to uh like to say because um yeah i mean my favorite way to win is, and certainly i've done this a few times is i have so you have four cards in the right lane of, of your own and four cards of an enemy. Mm-hmm. And on this particular game that I've got a screenshot of, the enemy's lane was full. I think my lane was almost full. I had a creature with about eight or nine health, um, but it had drain, lethal, and breakthrough applied mm-hmm. to it. I then hit that with the um, unstoppable rage card, which deals a creature's damage to all other creatures, including your own in a lane. But with that, it also carries any of the keywords. So it took with it lethal, breakthrough, and drain. So it meant that all other creatures died, all creatures gave me eight health, and all of them broke through to kill to hit the face, the enemy face. Um, (laughs) Which means I gained about what, 30, 40 health, um, annihilated the enemy and sent about 30-odd damage or something to to the face in one, in one hit. So I've done, that a, I've done that a few times. It's my favorite way to, to, to win a game. <laughs> See, I just launched the game on my phone to challenge Nate. Um, oh, I'm yeah. looking at his name right now, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> now I'm not sure I want to do this. <laughs> Yeah, you do it. I'm I'm just in a I'm in an arena match at the moment, but as soon as it says I'm out, I'll I'll wait and I'll challenge you or you challenge me. Yep. All right, let's let's do this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad uh, to see that you have a uh, 
a real brave face there, Art. Good job. I hope all goes well for you. <laughs> Us um, Nords, proper tank Nords, don't run from a fight act. I don't know about sex players, but... Uh, us proper Nords, we, uh, we fight. Yeah, bring the bring the sex player into Legends. Let's see how sexy that. <laughs> yeah, Legends can't handle the awesomeness that is the sex player. So I mean, it does the best it can, but it's limited. So you know, nice, nice. And uh, hello, chat room. Obviously, we had a couple people in there, but I see we got quite a few people in there now. So hello, uh, shout out to I see Kit the Traveler there. Uh, if you are at all interested in Guild Wars Two. Um, she is an amazing resource to follow. Awesome person. She's been on one of our shows before. She's very personable. Awesome, awesome person. So check her out. Uh, Kit the Traveler, Twitter, all those. I think Twitch, obviously. Uh, and she does a couple of podcasts as well. So shout out to fellow podcasters, obviously. All right, Ark, how about you, buddy? So I I don't have much tales for Elder Scrolls for this past couple of weeks because I've been playing different games and I've been I got a new job full time job which I'm starting tomorrow so I've been dealing with that and things like that so I don't have much news but I have some things to f- talk about Battlegrounds. Okay. Remember how I always said I hated Relic Capture right because someone mm-hmm. some Max Sork could bolt escape into it and just keep running. With his major expedition. Yep. Now they can't do that. Because they changed relic grab to a channeling action. Mm. So now I can just bash people. When they're trying to grab the relic. I can just bash them. Which made my tank build. In battlegrounds. A viable build. At least for the relic grab. uh, Because obviously in deathmatch it doesn't do much. But in relic capture. I can just stand in the middle of the relic. And bash all four people trying to grab it all the time. Uh, (laughs) I can finally defend the relic, and it's an amazing feeling. Just standing there, bashing people to for like forever works. That said, I came up with a new build just for this purpose. Um, It doesn't work as a tank one versus one, but when you are going eight versus one. It's, it's much more effective because I decided to use the live wire set from Clockwork City DLC, which uh, upon getting hit releases some charge or whatever and heals you upon the damage dealt. And it does this very occasionally, uh, very frequently. So when I'm going 8 versus 1, uh, I combine this with reactive armor, one piece Chudan, although I haven't tested the monster pieces because obviously they don't drop for me. Uh, <laughs> So one piece Shudan and one piece Domi House uh, and five piece Reactive and Live Wire. And I can just stand there between two groups since Battlegrounds a three-way battle. I can just stand in between two groups and just tank all the way until at least my team arrives. So yeah, that's that's what I've been mainly doing in Elder Scrolls Online, what I did at least. Um, but yeah, Relic Grab is a channeling action, and that's my favorite thing that happened to ESO in the past month, I guess. Right. Well, Unfortunately, that's about it. No, that it makes mm. sense, because that was not a fun game type because of how the mage sorks were able to, you know, um, I guess, exploit Strunning, their... Yeah. yeah, they're exploiting one of their natural abilities to make it so that no one else can do that. So, yeah, I agree. It's It, it kind of sucks. 
Um, okay, as for my tales, I do have a couple. Because obviously, if you're watching the stream right now, which I know a couple people are, uh, I am sneaking around being a serial killer. Because, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Dark Brotherhood. And I have been for a while because, oh, and I just got caught by a guard. But I'm going to use clemency because I have that. <laughs> how do you find it? How do you find the dailies compared to uh, Thieves Guild? I actually really enjoy these dailies. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're a little shorter. Like be, The Thieves Guild dailies were interesting because you'd have to go out and you'd have to steal a bunch of stuff, which, you, you know, it was very much you could do whatever it was that you wanted to do, run around, steal different items, different specific items, which was completely random. You know, it's like, oh, steal from, you know, steal household items. So you actually, if you knew about the loot tables, the different people that you can steal from, the NPCs, they uh, they carry items that would be what they would use in daily life. So if you're, if you're at home, like, in a house or whatever, and, like, the housewife is there, she may actually have utensils. But if you steal from a bard, you'll likely steal musician-type items, which is actually really cool like that's just something in my eyes that it adds to immersion some people probably wouldn't think too much about it but to me i'm like well that's really that's really awesome right um but they often were very long and drawn out because you had to get like 10 of a various item or three of a of a specific but the specific was rng based you had to find the right target to steal from and then just hope that the rng gods gave you what you wanted it just took forever the um, the Dark Brotherhood ones are simple. They're like, here's a person that we don't like. Go kill him. Kill it. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. I just, I've never been a massive fan of the sneaky, sneaky um, implementation in Elder Scrolls Online. I preferred it in Skyrim, but mm-hmm. in uh, in ESO, this I can't work out why I don't enjoy it because I do enjoy it in, um, you know, in the in the others. But you uh, know, I mean, you still have to sneak. Uh, for the Dark Brotherhood in order to do Blade of Woe, but you don't even have to use Blade of Woe if you don't want to. If you wanted to, you can literally go into town, your yeah. sword brandish, and go, come at me, bro, and the entire town will come at you, um, and you will rack up quite a bounty, but if you don't care, you can do that. Um, but, I mean, I think it's because it's one target, it gives me more of a uh, a focused approach to this. You know what I mean? Because when it's 10 targets, you just have to find any NPC that's lootable, right? That's all yeah. you have to do. Yeah. But with this one, you're walking around town. It kind of reminds me of almost like Assassin's Creed-ish, if you will, where I have one target and I'm trying to blend in with the crowd and watching this one guy as he's doing his daily routine and trying to find the optimal time to stab him in the face. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I I actually really am enjoying these dailies versus the the other ones. Now, the only thing that I will say that's kind of a complaint um, is that there's not really a variety of different things to do for dailies. Like, yeah, there were only like two dailies you could do for Thieves Guild, but you had the choice of doing the instanced heist, which were fun. Um, a little long for dailies, you know what I mean? It's not something mm. that's like, oh, great, I want to do this they're, they're every day. Long. Yeah, uh, they're too long. But they're, they were fun. If you have the time to sit down, by all means. And I'm not, if you know me, I'm one of these guys who advocate longer goals in MMOs. So it's not like I'm like, oh, it has to be instant. But there are certain times where 
you know, you make that decision of, I'm just trying to get these done before I have to go to work, or I have time to actually enjoy myself and do the heist. Mm-hmm. But the Dark Brotherhood, they only have the kill quests, which are fun. They can be quick, unless you have one of those annoying guys who, for some odd reason, always patrols where there's 50 other people. And it's and it's not 50 other people that you can kill. It's like, oh, I'm going to walk with these guards, which you can't kill. You know, it's like, uh um but still i just i feel like there could be more variety but then in dark brotherhood i don't know what else you would do other than kill quest right unless there was i think it'd be more probably what was that torture for information yeah Hmm. or something else that would be kind of neat is offering multiple ways to facilitate the murder i know they said we don't care how you do it and when they say we don't care how you do it, they often mean I don't care if you use blade of woe, if you stab him in the face or shoot him with an arrow, whatever you got to do. But it yeah. would be kind of neat if there was a more subtle way, like a quest of, oh, uh, the Lord's always surrounded by guards. You can't kill him. He's immune or whatever. So how do you have to kill him? You have to poison his wine cup. So it's sneaking into the kitchen and like lacing his wine with poison or whatever. Yeah, and that feels similar to how... Um you know, to how the Thieves Guild was to a certain extent. Wasn't there wasn't there one storyline where you do have to um you do have to poison somebody, you have to sneak something into a drink? Maybe yes. I'm confusing that with another quest line, but I'm pretty sure there was one. No, there 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 definitely is. I just I think that would be interesting as a alternative to just, you know, if they wanted to do two different quests, do the normal kill quest or even adding an option if I was ever so inclined, and maybe for a bonus, right? Um, mm. You know, you can kill him, but you may get a bonus reward if you do it. You know, think of Skyrim, the wedding in the Dark Brotherhood. You have the choice of, you know, I could just run up and kill her, or I can make it look like an accident by making, like, the castle fall on top of her, right? I always the- do the accident. Yeah, I always do the accident as well because it's just something that's really fascinating. But there was an option. And I think if they would have added a Dark Brotherhood quest where there was an option of how to do things, I think that would I think that would be really neat, you know? Like you could kill him or optional, you can make it look like an accident and or so how do you do that? You know, using some environmental world building, I think would be a nice way of of doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I mean, like you said, if I was in a hurry, I could just run up and stab him in the face. I don't have to do the accident, but maybe there's that extra, like I said, that extra reward for doing it the accident way. So, all right, I want that extra loot bag today. So I'm going to take the extra time and, you know, make it look the way it's supposed to look. Personal thought, I mean, again, I still prefer these dailies over the, the other ones. Uh, from Thieves Guild, because um, Thieves Guild, for some reason, I just I could not get into Thieves Guild. I am enjoying Dark Brotherhood a lot more than I am Thieves Guild, uh, because I'm not really like even though I'm stealing right now. So for anyone actually watching the stream right now, I'm actually stealing a lot, which is more than what I normally do. But I need some money, so. <laughs> um, it, it was yeah, just I'll be very a- interested in hearing what you think to the. Uh- the end of, of the quest of the quest line. There's one of my favorites. There's a sub a subplot which I won't go into because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But there's a, a really interesting um, there's a really interesting subplot I find between between 
two of the two of the characters, which uh, which I enjoyed a, a great deal. Nice. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Like I said, I'm only. I only did the very first quest right now. I actually can pick up the next one, but I haven't yet. I'm really not sure why, other than the fact that I know I'm going to eventually be. Oh, cool! I actually leveled up. Um, Grants. Oh, that's neat. Um, I I know I'm going to be locked at some point. You know, like how Thieves Guild was. Now Thieves Guild was interesting because I still got points for stealing. Right, like you, mm. you didn't have to do dailies for Thieves Guild. You could just steal, and it and it leveled. The thing that I noticed, which is really annoying with Dark Brotherhood, is you, I would think that you would get a little bit of experience for using Blade of Woe on people. You don't. Yeah, no. yeah. And that makes it very hard outside of dailies to actually advance the line. Which you know, like, because when I did Thieves Guild, when I actually sat down to do Thieves Guild, I was pretty much ready to go you know like i didn't have to do anything i was like already max level thieves guild before i even started the first quest so it was just boom 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 um but you don't have that in in uh in in here and it's because you can't skip ahead so to speak and i i find that to be kind of a miss like i think they could have done more with that uh, let's see what else I got here. I got some fun stuff. Oh, um, I was walking around as per what I normally do. Cause one of the best parts about ESO, um, is their, uh, the world itself, right? Like we've already talked about the world. The world is one of the things that keeps me interested in this game. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around and I'm talking to all the people, even though I don't really have a quest. I think they ha- said, go introduce yourself to all the various people. So I was walking around doing just that, you know, saying, hey, I'm new to the Dark Brotherhood. And I think I found the new love of my life. Uh, Her name is Maribel Montier, and she's in the the sanctuary, and she is a dirty bird. I mean, she she has me, as I have quoted here, she has me scare-roused because she's kind of scare-roused because she's kind of like, you know... She's like a psychopath, but yet she's insanely flirty and kind of like, you know, oh, I, I wish I could remember all the lines she had, but she's sitting there going, oh, come on, sweet. Yeah, like, if you give us a little bit more time, you know, maybe then we could get to know each other in a more intimate way. You know, like all these dirty little lines here. I'm like, uh, okay. It's it's just, yeah, she has me scare roused, and I think I love her. Like, I know this is probably going to be very negative and we'll probably get like one star reviews on iTunes for this. Nate may actually leave the show. I think I like her more than, uh, um, um, Oh, say it. yeah. You know, Nario. Yeah. I honestly think that I, I like, uh, um, Maribel. I'm leaving. Yep. I'm leaving. I'm gone. This I'm done it. with this show. <laughs> See, just just as I got defeated by Nate on Legends, yep. you said that, and it's like combo. <laughs> the crushing weight this, is just there. Yeah. 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 I, well played, though, man. By the way, very I, good game. I almost got it if if I played a bit more carefully. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, though, guys. Like, I I honestly think I love this girl more than I I like Nario and. 
I know it's it's an unpopular opinion, but uh... I tell you what, I tell you what, I can I can understand it, and here's why: in the Craglorn questline, you meet a, a wood elf called Little Leaf. Oh, I love Little Leaf, <laughs> and Little Leaf is awesome. And if anybody was going to take over from Naru in terms of the objects of of, uh, of sort of not affection as such, but just general um, love of, it would yeah. probably be Little Leaf. I do love she's a, Little Leaf. She's a badass. A badass. Yeah, you are right. Like Little Leaf is definitely one of those that um, she does hold a very special place in my heart as well. I do love Little Leaf, uh, and I think I even said that when I was going through that quest line, going how much I love yeah. Little Leaf. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I I definitely agree. Little Leaf is is a winner in my book. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna before before the end of this I'm running around here I actually have to go back to the the caravan or uh, the Dark Brotherhood hold anyway so I'm going to talk to her for everyone so they get to experience the amazingness <laughs> that is Mirabelle uh, Montier. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I, I know it's I, I'm just waiting for the negative reviews to come in. Like people are gonna, this <laughs> this video on YouTube is going to be downvoted to oblivion, like so much so that we're going to be marked as advertiser unfriendly because they think we're you know I don't know some jihadist or whatever, and they're just like nope, nope. Obviously, with the amount of downvotes, they must be spouting hate speech, which some of you may assume that's what <laughs> it is because uh, I came out against Nariu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i i just i love i love this girl she's just like i am i it's it's wrong the amount of love that i have for for this girl but i do because she's she's just that freaking awesome uh so i did complete the very first quest for the dark brotherhood which was obviously very cool i uh um but I, I just got started. So, like, I'm really at the beginning. Uh, ran into my old friend, Crafty Larissa, who had me help her save her sister from a murderous cult. Um, which, by the way, I, I have a little complaint about that. Because, so I'm trying to help her help her sister from this cult, the Order of the Hourglass, and they're run by, like, a fanatic. And her sister doesn't mm-hmm. see it, right? So, for some odd reason, and in my head... Crafty Larissa is talking to me like we're old friends, um, which I love Crafty Larissa, but uh, they didn't take into account what happened in your personal story when you went through the main storyline. Because for those who don't know, you meet them in uh, not not Balfoyan, it's the Daggerfall zone. Um, uh, Stros Mackay. Stros Mackay, you meet her there, but it follows to, is it, what is the name? Uh, the Orc Island. Oh, I'm going to pull it up here on the map. Bal... Bal... Uh, Balcarth? No. No, it's not Belcarth because that's the other one. Um, yeah. Betnik. Bet N-I-K-H. Ah, yeah. um, and something happens there that you have to make a decision on who gets to keep an artifact, right? Some people want to use it. Some people want to destroy it. I think that's go... But whoever you choose, the other side hates you. And... <laughs> I chose the one side that did not uh, did not side with Crafty Larissa. 
because uh, I think she wanted to use the artifact or something like that. And so she hated me because she's like pretty much like I've I've doomed her sister who's in the army to die now. Uh, I can go rot in a fire, you know, oblivion take me. So she pretty much hated me. And throughout the main storyline, uh, the main story of Glen Umber, when you do run across her, she does treat you very coldly. But when you meet her here, she treats you pretty nice. And I'm like, I feel like it was just a little bit of a mi- missed opportunity there because yeah. they didn't take into the account of our previous interactions. I think it would have been a nice little nod if she would have been like, all right, you screwed me over once before. I don't really trust you, but I have no other choice. Right. You know, because I, I, she didn't like me for so long, but now she treats us like we're old friends, you know, even though she's treating me like crap the entire way through. Um, so that does ESO actually keep track of your previous interactions with some NPCs at least. Yes. Some of them, because, um, I think in the main, one of the main storylines with Ruz and Dar, he refers to a certain choice you can make. Yep. Uh, you can I actually say it too. If you want to give a spoiler, you can, but nah, I think. Just for those people who haven't played okay. it yet. But, right. but uh, you know, whether you doomed him or not, let's say, uh, he, he refers to that. And I believe there's one, I think in the Morrowind expansion, if you've interacted with Naru in her quest in the main game, mm-hmm. and I think it's Deshaun, isn't it? Is it yes, she's she yeah. shows up in Deshaun. Yeah, then she refers to you as someone she's met before, not as somebody who's brand new. Yes. See, I wonder how that uh, interaction goes if you haven't done the quest with Naru in Ebonarch Pact storyline. She just treats you like your first meeting. Like, because okay. uh, I have done, like I said, I've done it on, on the, the starter quest anyway, where you first meet her, on a new character, and she talks to me like I'm, I just got off the boat, essentially, like when I made a warden, um, but if you have played the the uh, Deshaun, she does make mention of, oh, you, oh yeah, glad to, yeah. glad you could help me back in Deshaun, uh, yeah. maybe you can help me again, kind of. So they have done it in the past. I honestly think this was just an oversight by the developers. Probably. Um, they just Probably. they didn't think much about it. And I mean, honestly, with how intricate this game is, like, because it is, all of us know it. You know, for my gripes for the game, which are purely um, uh, based on their on their monetization policies, the game itself is a masterpiece. Like they're they're just really good. So I can never complain about the game for you know for having bad gameplay because it doesn't it's it's you know and i think it was just a a missed opportunity which it's sad that it happens but you know it kind of makes sense all right so let's see there she is let's i'm actually going to turn on sound here for people so i'm going to go ahead and do this and i'm going to see if i can talk to her stream as well all right so here's here's my girl Ooh. The oldest Dara would never send other assassins to finish a job unless she knew the assassin had failed. We haven't even heard back from Simbar yet. But I shouldn't question the matron. What do you mean? Killing the Grand Sermonizer is Simbar's current contract. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to believe he won't complete the job. 
This paranoia. It doesn't suit us. We're better than this. It's true that removing the Grand Sermonizer would send a crucial message. The public needs to know that the loss of a few assassins does nothing to diminish us. Just follow the matron's order. Now, let me see if I can talk to her again. Oh, See, that's kind of a shame, because now, because of the quest that I'm on, she's not actually as flirty as she was. <laughs> but Now I do remember who she is, though. Yeah, because when you first meet her, she's, like, laying... Let me see if I can lay down. Uh, oh, uh, I have sleep, maybe? Uh, try sit four. I is think I know what you're trying to do. It's one of the sit ones, I think. Let me see, sit four. Four or three, maybe. Y yes, pretty much just like that is when you meet her. She's on the <laughs> bed, just like leaning back and like in this little seductive pose. And apparently, her husband is is one of these guys. Uh, which one is he? Is he over here? Uh, and it's not Green Venom. Oh, I can't find him. He must be moved because of the quest. He's normally like standing right over here. And he's like, whatever, you, you know, they're together. So he's like kind of the super jealous guy. But she's over here flirting like, you know, we could sneak off whenever what's-his-face is gone. It's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. I thought she would have her other question. But because of I advanced the storyline past the introduction, she's not as super flirty. But I'm actually really excited to see when that quest line goes on. Because she is. She's one of those really flirty characters, like, the entire time. Like, you'll go take someone out, and, and she'll just be sitting there, like, looking at you, going, hmm, I like your form, among other things. You know, like, oh, okay, all right. Mm. So, again, she has me scare-aroused, because <laughs> she's sexy, and she could stab me in the face. Kind of like how Naru does it, but, you know. Yeah. Naru beats with the accent. Like, Naru's voice actress, whoever she is, the accent is amazing, so that's that's kind of why she is she is better than Mirabelle. Then again, Naru is Morak Tong, which I hate. Well, I don't hate. Basically, I don't know much about it. While the Mirabelle is Dark Brotherhood, and it obviously Hail Sidis. Hail Sidis, yeah. So there's, there's a point there. I don't know. It's I feel bad because I feel like I'm doing her an injustice because seriously, her. Her voice acting in the very beginning, when you first introduce yourself to her, is pretty top notch. And like I said, she's she's that yeah. same level of flirty. Like when Naru's trying to seduce that guard into coming in, you know, with the wine. If you remember that quest in Deshawn, where she try you know tries to get the guy up up yeah, into yeah, her yeah. room. Oh, she's that same level of flirty the entire way, but she keeps it going like. <laughs> oh. you, know, you know what's funny about about Naru is she's got a British accent, but the voice actress is American. Huh? She's just got a very good. See, I wish I could accent. do accents. That would have been very fun. You do have an yeah. accent. <laughs> just saying. no, but I wish I could do different accents. Oh, like I... than voice actors do. Yeah, she actually. Like she one moment the... you are Scottish, one moment you are British. That would have been fun. Well, you're British if you are Scottish. Although if you ask a Scot that they'll come Yeah, they'll tell you no, absolutely <laughs> not. But if you're you know, if you're from, you know, Northern Ireland or Wales or England or Scotland, you're British. That's why yeah, it's always they, funny they when have, people say British accent. They have distinctive accents though. Yeah. Like you can But you well, know, tell. the woman the woman who voiced Naru, I think she voices another character. She voices there's another Dunma. Mm. I don't know who it is, but I think she, she voices two. I I could see that. 
Um, but I really, yeah, I just, I really like the, the, the Maribel. Um, she's, she's really good. Anyway, um, a couple people in chat, uh, Kimundi says the best waifu in ESO is Elf Beta the Shy. I don't think I even know who that is. And thank you SDTLC for the follow. Um, I have to look up this other person. And uh, Weedmar says, why the heck are you taping at 6 a.m.? Now I got to stay awake and not go back to sleep. (laughs) Do you know who who the best waifu is? Just going back to that first one. I'm posting a link in the the Twitch. Oh, I can't. I'm not logged in for some reason. Um, I'm going to send this to Ark or to Jealous in the chat so you can see it. I wrote this article for Wired a few years ago about the weird wives of Skyrim. Yep. Um, And it's... That is my favorite wife in the whole game because that wedding day was just crazy. I almost said a very rude word there, but it was <laughs> it was it was crazy. You should you should link to the old story. It's still live on on the Wired website. We we posted it in Twitch chat and uh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's I, I've read that already, which was is really funny that you bring that up uh, because I have seen that already in the past and it's. Uh, it's really good. I really like it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. All right. Oh, back to my story with Crafty Larissa. So in order for us to actually find out what's going on, right, she says, well, I need you to go out and spout all this uh, blasphemous stuff about Boethia, right, because these are all devout Akatosh, uh followers, um, kind of like zealot akatosh followers but you know they are what they are and so i'm like okay sure i can i can do this right and so i'm out there so i get caught so they're trying to figure out whether or not i should be like killed or whatever i'm all tied up and this is her plan and all of a sudden she shows up because the the high inquisitor's like this guy is awful we're gonna like behead him and burn him and dip him in oil and all this stuff and the sister obviously goes isn't that a little bit harsh you know like yeah yeah shouldn't we try to convert so she realizes what is this now frozen retreat i have no idea what this is oh must be a holiday thing i have no idea anyway um so we go and she's like wow this this is nuts so she runs off so the sister runs after her right and i'm thinking okay great but they left me tied up <laughs> like in the room. I'm like sitting there and all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, I'm glad to see you made it out. I'm like, yeah, weren't, weren't you supposed to, you know, untie me and not leave me to the, to the will of the guy who wants to stab me in the face. Like it was all a ploy to get your sister out, which we did. And now you're saying what? Like, uh, I just thought it was funny because at the end of it, she throws a smoke bomb to escape as her sister runs down the hallway. And then the screen fades out while I'm still tied to a post. And I'm sitting there going, they just left me. They just left me in here. <laughs> See what? Here's the thing. You wanted her to be angry because of your decision in Bedneck. There you go. She left you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? you're right maybe maybe that's what it was she had her agenda she got what she wanted and she's like "Uh, good riddance you know um (laughs) uh wow i didn't even think about that but you're right um (sighs) i don't think they actually made it that way but if they did if if they did this also like 
deserves an extra point for that. If that's actually why she left you there. It would be funny if somebody who actually sided with her did it and she unties you. Because I think that would be a note. I think it was just like a, you know, because the screen fades to black and all of a sudden you're back out in in uh, uh, the Gold Coast. And it's like, oh, you escaped. You know, it's like, yeah, no thanks to you. Then you left me. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just I thought that was really really funny that that's what they did. Like they just leave you there, and I'm sitting there like tied to this post w- awaiting execution, and she runs out. I'm like, great, now they're even now they're even more ticked off because you know this lady causes a ruckus during their their judgment, and they lose a follower, but they still have the person they're judging tied up. Now there's no leniency for me whatsoever. Um. And uh, last note I have here is that I really, really love the Order of the Hourglass armor because it's you actually run into one of the the lieutenants of the Chief Inquisitor or whatever her his name is, and she kind of threatens you at the very beginning, saying, "Hey, you know, you better stop what you're doing. You better," and you actually end up killing her during that quest because she tries to attack you later on. Uh, but her armor's fantastic, and I love it so. I guess that's the end of our tales for this week. So there we go. Um, Let's see. Before we move on to the news section, I do have to give a special shout out to two new patrons of ours over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. That is Dan Johnson and Ian Mance. Thank you so much, guys. Um, If you want to support us, obviously that is one of the best ways to do it for as little as a dollar a month over there. You get all of our episodes up to a day early. Um, and there's some other awards for higher tiers and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it, it definitely helps us with continuing to run the show, paying for server costs and um, all that fun stuff, as well as new hardware and new software and stuff like that. So you help us continue to make the shows that you enjoy. It really is awesome, and we really do appreciate it. It's, it's fantastic. So thank you so much to Dan Johnson and Ian Mance, as well as the plethora of the rest of our followers who have been with us forever. We're actually nearing to the point where I have to look at this. People have continuously been supporting us for over a year now. There's been a couple people who have been supporting us every month, month over month, for over a year, and that just baffles me so we really do appreciate that um and as much as we appreciate our new patrons our supporting guys who are there every single month you guys are amazing so thank you so much all right it's time for the news so arkanir what do we got on the docket today all right so um we had some news that we have to discard because we haven't been able to do the show for a couple of weeks um but we got some new stuff I'm going to start with the November showcase, Crown Store showcase, which is almost over. But there is one item that has not yet made its way into the um, Crown Store, and that is the most ugly guar I have ever seen, Skyfire guar. It will be available from November 30 to December 6. Okay. I don't even know what this is. Red and blue. Like, red and bright blue. That's some weird guar. But I guess people like it. I don't know. I don't know why you guys like Guars in the first place, so it's up to you. <laughs> There's also one thing in this that uh, I will mention just to trigger you, Ag. Um, oh, okay. I'm ready. It says, under the section of remo- removal of existing cro- Crown Store items, which they've been doing, it's not news, but 
here's the exact wording. In order to make room for new stock, the following items will be retired from crowd I store. hate that. There's I no room! That. It's a line in a freaking database! <laughs> what they're doing is anti-consumer... It's an anti-consumer tactic to create artificial scarcity. Here's the thing with digital goods. There's no such thing as artificial sca- or scarcity because it's freaking digital. You create that <laughs> to create demand. That's what this is. <sighs> oh, that was, that it's was disingenuous <laughs> to say that. You're not making new room. It doesn't matter. what What is the size? Like, seriously, what is the exact file size for one line of code? You know, like, because the code's not gone, it's still in the game, because anyone who bought it, it still has to be part of the game. They're not removing it from the game files, because it still exists for anyone who bought it. Yep. Okay. (laughs) So that was, that was, that was fun. Did you enjoy that? that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the revenge for all the, all the tanking, like, teases you made at the beginning of the shows. Now, Nate, I mean, you're, you're a tech background guy, too. Like, does that not infuriate you? Like, the, just the wording of it is it, it's just disingenuous. It doesn't, it's not true. What are they making it's, room for? It's, it's lazy writing at best. It's a lie at worst. But I think that the one area that they do have to make room for is just how these objects are displayed on a screen. Because the more you have to scroll through a page of objects, the more choice there is, the maybe the harder it is to single out which one you want. But so they, maybe they're, they're not talking about service-based room as much as room in the UI. I guess. But I mean, honestly, okay. In my eyes, I, I pull up the Crown Store right now. Um, in my eyes, right... If you walk into a store and they have three things on the shelf, yeah, it does limit, you know, it brings your eyes right there, but it also makes me think, wow, there's not a whole lot there. And we know every month they bombard us with these with these crown store showcases where they add multiple stuff, but they added there's 900 different subsections here. You got your uh, specials, crown crates, uh, DLCs, quest starters, upgrades, utility, houses, furniture, wardrobe, dyes, mounts, non-combat pets. So you're already limiting it down. And then they also have a, this little thing called show all of what you have purchased and what you don't. So if I just want to see what I have not purchased, which is sadly a lot of things, you can now see this, right? Like you could, there's already filters for seeing what you want. I don't see why they need to clean it up more because they've already have a 900 different filters. Like it doesn't make sense to me. You know, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I, I think it, it's, it's mad. Yeah. It's, it's mad. I mean, cause here's the thing. Like one of the, one of the things they keep trying to do is, encourage you to sub to ESO plus which I'm feeling the pain right now because my sub lapsed and now I don't have my craft bags but I spent so much on Christmas that I'm not willing to actually <laughs> I need to pay off some bills first um but before I can resub but I'm feeling the pain but one of the things that they try to do is they try to do the the gradual accrual of 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 points right to get these items why would they take it away like maybe it's something that I I what they're trying to do is they're trying to make you buy more items or more, you know, buy outside of just the ESO sub. They want you to also surplus with extra crowns as well. 
Um, but it's like I already have the the stipend they give me. If if they wouldn't remove things from the store, maybe I'll pick up that thing when my next month comes in, right? But if they're gonna remove it, then that just removes that. Because you're right. I I maybe I didn't buy it when I had it, but if I have all these extra crowns, I'm sitting there looking at it, going, "What can I buy?" Oh, well, I I didn't buy this one thing. You know, the the Yakutin charger, for instance. I didn't buy it oh, before, yeah. but now I have these extra crowns. I'll get it. You know, like and now I have this extra you know, extra income in, I'm going to buy crowns and do this. But when you remove these items, it, it just leaves a bad taste in the customer's mouth. Yeah. You may have a few people who impulse buy like I did, right? Like, cause <laughs> I would buy crowns when new stuff came in cause it was limited time. But you know what you did? You drove away cause I'm not buying any crowns period anymore. Like, it's just not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking a stand against their crown store completely because I think it's predatory. Um, so I, I I guess it does work in a sense though, since I ended up buying that limited time, which, uh, Reachman horse, which horse, whatever, uh, the white armored horse. Oh, well it does work for a couple people. Because I didn't have my Yokudan charger. Well, yeah, I guess that's If I had my Yokudan charger, I wouldn't have bought the, um, the limited time horse, but I didn't have it. So I got the next best thing that I found. You know, I bought the, um... When the uh, was it the Morrowind expansion? I can't remember. No, it was recently they released a, a Dwemer mount. Yeah, for about five thousand crowns, and I bought one of those. Yeah, I don't. I know I have one of them too. I just don't remember which one it is that I actually bought. Um, but no, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, there are some things that once upon a time I would spend those large amounts of crowns on, but it it just. Things like this really annoy me. Anyway, sorry for the rant, guys. We'll continue with the news. <laughs> All right. Blame uh, Mark. He he triggered me. <laughs> Successfully did so. Yeah. Um, the next bit of news is Flamatronic crates um, are coming. Let me see if there's a date that I can see. Oh, well, with the December, obviously. I mean, yeah. It's it's just arriving and. Well, obviously they Actually, just play themed Hold crates. On. Let me let me pull up the All crown right. store. Let me pull up the crates because they normally have uh, two days left on the Reaper's Harvest. So this is two days as of the twenty sixth of 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 November. So with two days left, that pretty much means that on the twenty eighth or twenty ninth, yeah. depending on when the flip is, the Reaper's Harvest crates will be gone. And we will get the the next things on the list. So that would either be Monday or Tuesday of this mm. coming of this coming uh, week. So when you're listening to this on probably Monday morning or Tuesday morning, the new crates will be available. Yeah, um, that's it. They are again giving free crown crates, but that is that started last Friday and ends today. So if you are listening this live. Uh, you can go ahead, log in, and kill one mob, like a wolf or something, and you can still get one free crown crate, but you probably won't. By the time this show goes as recorded version, it will be over, and the free crates will arrive on Tuesday, November 28th. Right. Uh, and as a note, if you are not part of our community Discord, maybe you should join 
head over to dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, and there is a button right on the front page that say join Discord. Um, because we announced this the day it, you know, like as soon as the article came in in our Elder Scrolls Online chat. So we'll keep you abreast there of news, even if even if it's just hey, this is happening. So keep it up. So if you if you want to join an awesome community, I definitely encourage you to join the DCN Discord because well, we're awesome, right? I might be biased, but <laughs> I had to say it. And I'll actually post a link in chat, which I'm going to do that right now in Twitch chat. If anyone is not a part of our community, I'm going to go ahead and and, uh, do that for you guys as soon as this thing works. Of course, it's going to be stupid. Um, So I will post that in a second. (laughs) All right, Ark. Um, The other thing is there is a Crown Store bundle, which is about Black Friday. So it's a bundle. It will be over on Monday. Uh, you can actually bring that up on on Twitch, I think, because yeah. I, it should be in the Crown Store. It because is. I don't know what it contains, really. Oops. Dude, get away from me. <laughs> uh, I accidentally hit Crown Crates, and that Khajiit kept on my screen. Oh, actually, um, I found what, what there it, it is. Contained. It includes the Tuxedo Bear Mount, 10 experience scrolls, 10 riding lessons, uh, 10 capacity lessons and 10 fortifying meals 10 soul gems and 50 try restoration potions this is for 1900 crowns contains six items the bear alone is probably worth it if you don't have the the experience scrolls yeah the experience scrolls are probably not too bad the writing the writing lessons aren't too bad if you frequently make new characters yes because that is annoying like you have champion point 109 uh like nine 690 character but it runs i mean it rides slower than running speed so it's it's kind of an annoying thing so yeah i guess it's a it's a good value if you are planning to start a new character if if it was in a pack like this i agree because you're getting the bear mount and the bear mount is the majority of the cost right so yeah like if you if the bear was when it was released i think the bear was probably what 2500 so this is actually a deal on what the bear actually was before and you get all these other items i would never buy these by themselves because it's only what 250 gold or something like that no it's not even that much to do a a writing lesson a day yes it's kind of time limited but why would you waste the real money when in reality it doesn't take you that i mean it takes a little mm-hmm. while but it, it just seems stupid to me like get the money yeah. put it on your character and then just you know do the every day just see the guy and focus on the stuff that's important first ride speed and then capacity you know like you can you can manipulate your way around and if you don't play the character that often put the money on the character and just log in every day and there you go then you then you'll be able to you know do what you need still, to still for people like you know if they don't have any interest in cosmetics or housing and they still sub they will have this unnecessary amount of crowns in their um i guess in their crown store so if they if they're not interested in pets or mounts and things like that they can just spend their i don't know, spend this on writing lessons i guess yeah i mean it is there and some people don't care about cosmetics like because i'm a collector so that's why their crown store specifically hurts me because of the type of gamer Mm -hmm. that i am you know like you're right like this is almost a a selfish 
reason why I hate the crown store because I am one of those people who, because I have this almost compulsive need to collect things. Like I love collecting all the mounts and stuff like that. It, it does target me. And I can tell you what I've spent thousands of dollars on this game. So seriously, I, I added all up the sub and the extra crowns and stuff. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, it, it was an embarrassingly large amount of money. And when I looked at that, I'm like, Oh, Oh <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that is a thing. Um, but I guess some people don't care about cosmetics at all mounts at all. They have one that's enough for them. Then yeah, you're right. That I just, I think it's stupid because the value's not there considering it takes you. How long does it take you to make 250 gold in game? Like two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds. Yeah. It, <laughs> it doesn't take long. So that's why I'm like, uh, the value's not there. Like, it's just insane how expensive the um, how expensive the 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 cost is when it's so easy to actually, you know, you know, do what you need to do. So that's my thought. Anyway, we'll continue yeah. on. All right. So um, the main news. Is if you haven't heard yet, there is there is some ESO sweepstakes currently happening. It is called 10 million story sweepstakes, and they are giving out 300, as they say, um, well, prizes, gifts, whatever. Yeah. Um, it has started in November 1 and will be continuing until December 6. Now, what they are giving is um, you, you should see the official website for the official rules i guess ag will link it in the description below for the recorded version yep um what it does it gives packs like a trip to pax east 2018 with a friend uh all stuff covered by zenimax or Bethesda, whoever's supporting uh whoever's funding this sweep takes and then there are prices like uh, your character being recreated as an npc in other schools online custom gaming pc Consoles, uh, Corsair gaming stuff, T-shirts, plushies, and other stuff from uh, Bethesda store. So they are basically giving out 300 prices. Um, you can, I think, make up to like seven entries. So that's quite some um, chance. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and join if you are in one. If you if you are eligible, just it doesn't hurt to do so. And if you like win one of these, it will be either very fun having your character created in ESO or you'll get some free computers or consoles, which is always nice. Um, <laughs> so the bits that. from Meows. Thank you. Thank you. She she said the other day when I'm playing ESO, she's going to throw bits at me every time I use uh, Blade of Woe. So I'm like, man, I'm dancing oh, for wow. the pennies. So yeah, she just threw 50 bits at me because I probably, I probably killed at least that many people since the stream has started. I've been on probably. a mass murder Free, so yeah. Thank you, Meows. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also an in-game event that is coming with this whole thing. Um, it will be from November 30 to December 6 again. Um, you complete a random dungeon via the Dungeon Finder, normal or veteran mode, to earn a mysterious reward box. This cache could contain loads of awesome in-game rewards, consumables, pets, costumes, and even a massive collection of super rare mounts and houses. Mm. You can obtain a mysterious reward box once 
per day per character. So if you have 12 characters on your account, um, and if you are willing to spend that time, uh, you can get 12 boxes a day, and the event will be going for a week. So I don't know the drop rates, but if you are someone lucky like Agelos here, you might get some super rare monster houses. If you are someone like me, you'll probably get consumables from all your boxes, but it is what it is. When is this? It doesn't hurt to try. What is what? When is this event? Uh, no- November 30 to December 6. So November 3rd, it starts at like ter- Thursday, I think. Yeah, next week. Yeah. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do this. Yep. <laughs> well, now I know what game I'm streaming all weekend. <laughs> oh, also, one on each day of the event between November 3rd to November, December 6th that you complete a random dungeon with a dungeon fighter, you will also be granted one bonus entry into the ESO 10 million story sweepstakes. Mm. Up to a maximum of 7 bonus entries. Then again, I'm not eligible to participate in this, but... Um, do it for the mounts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to do this on like all my characters now, so... Yep. Uh, anyone in our ESO guild, guess what we're doing? There's going to be dungeon events. Non-stop. <laughs> Full week. Yeah, so get your characters ready. Too bad ready. I only have like one, one character leveled on each server. Well, with the <laughs> auto-leveling, it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, you won't be really I guess, effective. I guess. But it's you just random, so you could do normal, so that's Oh not... yeah, that that as well. It doesn't have to be vet, it can be normal. It just says a I'll random dungeon. Carried. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm I have tons of characters. I'm running I'm running everything. So Yeah. That's what I'll that's what I'll be doing, guys. So if you feel like watching that, I'll probably be streaming all of those while I'm while I'm doing those dungeons on various low-level characters. That would be crazy. So, of course, if you want to actually carry me, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Man, it also means I should really resub. Damn it. <laughs> no, I, I want to. It's just uh, I've already spent tons of money. I already... I Well, as Nate, who... Shout out to his podcast, uh, Text Message. He was... Um, he does a lot of uh, tech-related stuff it's a tech show and he was talking about the the different iphones and stuff well uh what was it the iphone x is what a thousand dollars now or uh, the iphone yeah. 10 yeah, yeah it's a thousand well i didn't have to buy an iphone 10 but uh Thais's phone was finally dying so i had to get her a a note 8 which even with it being on sale still ran me about 850 dollars <laughs> so that's what that's what that's what kate uses she loves it does, she adores it yeah well well, like I said, it's still eight hundred and fifty. That it, yeah, it's a lot. But her phone was. But you dying. know, yeah. But you know what? So I, I've been I've been writing a review for the iPhone ten over the last couple of weeks, and the conclusion that I've come to is that yes, it you know these phones are breaking new ground in terms of their expense. But if you think about say fifteen years ago, or even ten years ago, we would buy a standalone digital camera. We might buy a standard right. video camera or a camcorder. We'd buy a separate GPS for our car. We'd buy an iPod or similar. We'd buy a phone still. That's yeah. just five devices right there that one phone, like a Galaxy or uh, an iPhone, pulls together and means you no longer have to pay for. So while I do think these are like 
it's ridiculous the expense that these things have got to at this point. In terms of the value they provide with historical context, they're actually not terrible. Right. No, you you are you are correct. Yeah, you are definitely correct. But it still doesn't lessen the blow when you do actually eventually have to buy one. <laughs> no, no. Hell no. I'm, I'm not defending it as saying it's cheap, but just that we're, we're now not at least buying those other things that we might have at some point had to buy as well. Right. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, I mean, we both bought our phones at the exact same time. I'm an Apple fan. I really am. And the main reason why I am is because of the iTunes store, because of how easy and the games and stuff like that that are available that aren't always available on Android. Uh, specifically, one of the, I know this is kind of off topic, but it's a gaming show, so we're okay. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite series is the Final Fantasy series, like the old games, right? Oh God, yeah. And I bought all of them on the iTunes Store, right? Like all Me the too. ones that are available. Uh, so I spent a couple hundred dollars on that because it was like twenty bucks a game, which honestly, for the amount of hours of entertainment I got off of it, total deal, right? Um, yeah. I switched. I did the same. I, I bought them all. I bought all of those games. They're great. Final Fantasy four and six are mm-hmm. still two of my favorite RPGs of all time. I one hundred percent agree. Uh, I I can't wait till they put eight on there. Eight was the eight was the game that actually got me in. I shouldn't say got me into because I bought Morrowind first, but when I was younger, it didn't quite click with me. Final Fantasy eight was what got me into RPGs like hardcore and what made me fall in love with the genre. Completely. Um, Two of, I mean, one of my tattoos is of Squall and Renault from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Uh, well, they already put nine on there, so I'm really hoping when they get eight, I'll, I'll buy that too. But here's the thing: when I, I switched over to the Note, because Android had a lot of cool features that Apple didn't, because they they locked a lot of stuff down. Like widgets were something that I really really liked. Now Apple kind of has that to a limited extent, but I went and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna have to rebuy. So I started rebuying it and. When I looked at the reviews for these games, the one thing I noticed was Final Fantasy 1 was like eight revisions behind the iOS version. Like it didn't even have like the all the bonus stuff like the the Lord of Souls dungeons and anything like that. It was like really far behind and everything I saw in the reviews was doesn't work on this, crashes on this phone. Doesn't and that's when I really realized I'm like there really is such a huge variety of devices and and operating systems for android that it must be a nightmare to make these things compatible for all these different devices whereas apple because it's so locked down right it's easy to be backwards compatible and to continue to write because the phone's the same all the way through there's no oh i have to change uh the 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 resolution settings for this phone versus this phone versus this phone um because there's not as many there may be two or three different variants but there's not as many as the android because android's this huge open platform here's the thing though ios or apple makes it so difficult to develop for it i mean on android i can at least i'm speaking from mobile game perspective i don't know about the other apps or anything but for Android, I can just build the game and just transfer it to my phone or any phone that I right. want to test it on. Right. You needed a... For iOS, for Apple, you have to create accounts, you have to create other phones accounts, they have to download, you have to make a provision. Yes. It's, 
it's a whole lot of steps that is annoying from a developer point of view you are 100 percent correct you are one apple because of how stringent they are they do limit like like you have to have a developer account to upload and things like that you're right they do but they also vet a lot of their stuff that's why i when i when i had the note six i think it was I was downloading games that were crashing and causing problems because anyone could upload anything, right? Like, whereas Apple, they at least vet 90% of the stuff that goes on their store, like before they release it to the public. You you go to submit a game, it goes through an official review process. Yeah. Um, because they don't want anything on their on their store that will cause problems. Whereas Android's this Wild West. Yes, it does have that free... <laughs> it does have that free you know that free hey you go out and do whatever you want but with that comes more risk anyway i know we're off topic but it's it's fascinating (laughs) we talked about that um and i think that's oh we have the rothgar event which is i guess is um yeah uh there there has been an orsinium second year anniversary event going but it will be over on let me see uh, it will be over tomorrow, so if you are listening live, this is your chance to get double rewards from all things Hrothgar, including Maelstorm Arena. So, if you want to try for some Master rep- Maelstorm weapons, this is your chance. It will be over tomorrow. There you go. Get in there tonight. Alright, guys. Uh, we've reached the end of the news, which means it's time for our favorite part of the show. That's right. The sermon time. Read. Yeah, 36 Lessons of Vivek. We are on Sermon 16. I need to get a drink, and I need to get into my uh, my my character here. Mm. Sad part is I didn't read this ahead of time, which I probably should have. So I have no idea what this is actually going to contain. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. This is fun. All right. So 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 16. The Hortator wandered through the morning hold, wrestling with the lessons he had learned. They were slippery in his mind. He could not always keep the words straight and knew that this was a danger. He wondered to find Vivek, his lord and master, the glory of the image of Veloth, and found him of all the places in the temple of false thinking. There, clockwork seers were taking off Vivek's hair. A beggar king had brought his loom, and made of the hair an incomplete map of adulthood and death. Nerevar said, Why are you doing this, my lord? Vivek said, To make room for the fire. And the Hortator could see that Vivek was out of sorts, though not because of the impending new power to come. The golden warrior poet has has been exercising his water face as well, learned from the the drew before he was born. Nerevar said, Is this to keep you from the fire? Vivek said, It is so that I may see with truth. It and my place here at the altar of Padholm in the house of false thinking serve so that I may see beyond my own secrets. The water face cannot lie. It has come from the ocean which is too busy to think, much less lie. Moving water resembles truth. By its trembling. Nervar said, I am afraid to become slipshod in my thinking. Vivek said, Reach heaven by violence then. 
So to quiet his mind, the Hortator chose from the fight racks an axe. He named it and moved on to the first moon. There, Nerevar was greeted by the uh, paramount of craters, or craters, who knew him by title and resented his presence, for he was to be a ruling king of earth, and this was the lunar realm. They shifted around him in a pattern of entrapment. The moon does not recognize crowns or scepters, they said, nor the representative of kingdoms below, lion or serpent or mathematician. We are the graves of those who have migrated and become ancient countries. We seek no queens or thrones. Your appearance is decidedly solar, which is to say a liberty of stolen ideas. We are neither tear nor sorrow. Our revolution succeeded in the manner that it is written. You are the hortator and unwelcomed here. And so Nerevar carved at the grave ghost until he was out of breath, and their parliament could make no new laws. He said, I am not the slaves that perish. Of the members of Paramount, only a few survived the hortator's attack. A surviving crater said, Appropriation is nothing new. Everything happens to itself. This motif is by no means unassociated with hero myths. You have not acted with the creative impulse. You have fought below the weight of destiny. You are graves, but not coffins. Know the difference. You have only dug more and supply no ghosts to reside within. Central to your claims is the predominance of frail events. To be judged by the earth is to sit on a throne of wonder. Why? Damage us more and you will find naught but the absence of our dead. The ending of the words is Alm Savi. Whew! Nice. <laughs> mm. You really did get into it this time. <laughs> oh man, that was fun. That was that was definitely fun. Um, this is actually one of the par- or parables, if you will, about Nerevar ascending to one of the moons of Masar and Secunda and finding beings there um, that seeked no were not part of Nern and therefore felt themselves to be a part of of uh what he was supposed to be like they said they resented that he is to be a ruling king that he is to achieve uh uh kaim if you will chimp kaim whatever whatever you want to call it and uh yeah it it's it's one of those parables it's really hard to decipher like more or less he's saying yeah you can kill us but we will never bow down to your authority that is the more or less the basis of that that while you may think you are a ruling king and have power over the earth, you have no power here because we are outside the realm of Nern. We are separate from it, which to be honest, this kind of leads back to the idea of um, the moons of Masser and Secunda being the remnants of Lorcan. Remember when they tried to destroy the heart of Lorcan when, uh, Trinimac tried to destroy it and the heart laughed at them saying you cannot destroy me because one was made to satisfy the other I am bound to the earth that Mm -hmm. being the body of Lorcan that regardless of what power he may have attained he has no power over these these heavenly bodies because they were created for 
mundus for nern and to destroy one is to destroy the other you cannot have power over one without having power of the other and without the power of lorcan which you know you could not achieve you couldn't have that power you are only a usurper Whew. yep <laughs> nate you're still there i'm still here did you enjoy the reading my friend i do i mean i i have to say i always i always have to confess that i'm I never really feel like I understand any of the sermons whatsoever. I don't think anyone does. That's why they're so <laughs> cryptic. You know, they're, they're sort of, they're so bizarre and so over the top that, you know, I enjoy hearing them, but I definitely don't understand them. With the exception of the one, the two or three weeks ago, no, it might be a month ago now, the one with all the rather sexual overtones to it. Yes. Metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that one is probably the most understandable of all of them uh i would say and uh so I, I don't even try to understand i just listen ag and don't <laughs> even translate it in my mind it's just jumbles for me i've been having a lot of fun reading these like i i had a lot of fun reading that one i thought uh i put a lot of emphasis on where it needed to be it it read <laughs> like a sermon right um but yeah, they are very cryptic. And for those who don't know, these were actually part of a, a ledgerum, if you will, by Michael Kirkbride. Um, he is no longer with Bethesda. He left after Morrowind. So his influences aren't really felt in the later games, which is why Morrowind felt so odd, was because he had a hold in it. And if you are ever interested to see the kind of strange things he writes... He's actually also responsible for the the group of stories called Coda. So if you've ever had want to look that up, that was kind of a... Some people consider it canon, some people don't, because I think it was written after the events of him leaving Bethesda, and I don't even think they specifically say, yes, this is something we, you know, go with, but... Um, yeah, it's he was a he was a strange dude, <laughs> um, and you can actually see a lot of the writing. And I made I made reference to this uh, in a past episode because he he a lot of the stuff for thirty six lessons because they were written as sermons. You'll notice that terms and things are taken from other religious texts, uh, like you'll see there are biblical references from uh, the Christian Bible throughout, such as references to the mercy seat, which from when I was looking at that, I don't think I've ever seen that referenced anywhere outside of, of the Christian Bible, and especially in the way it was being used. Um, uh, there's also references, I believe I've seen someone said that they make at least borrow terms from the Quran as well. Like, so he was creating these and to give it that flavor, he borrowed a lot of terms, a lot of which are out of context from their original from their original writings, obviously. But he borrowed these terms from these writings in order to kind of lend that religious aspect to the writing. Mm. So that's why it does feel very foreign um, in a lot of cases because of the way it was written. It was stylized in that way. And a lot of the terms make no sense when you listen to them uh, as they're related to their religious counterparts, but they sound good, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's where they're used. 
All right, guys, we've reached the end of the show. Guys, it, it was pretty awesome. Uh, so, obviously, Ark, where can uh, people follow you? Uh, you can follow me on anywhere that is Arkanir, uh, on Twitter, on Twitch. I also stream regularly, although not much of Elder Scrolls-related content, except Morrowind every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is twitch.tv slash Arkanir, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. Same for the Twitter. If you want to email me, same for the Gmail, Arkanir at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Right. And Nate. Yeah. Uh, so best for me is at Nate ESO on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's my Elder Scrolls focused account or at Nate Langson on Twitter. If you want to follow all the stuff I do generally, and there's a lot of tech stuff on there as well. And listen to my podcast text mm-hmm. message, which, uh, this week, depending on when you listen, there's a chance you may or may not hear a jealous talking about loot crates. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to hear an interview, a conversation the other way around, then uh, then check out episode 114 at techpodcast.uk and hear Ag on there as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's I, I love his his show. Like I said, it's a UK focused tech podcast, but it's not just UK. Like I know that's what they market as, but a lot of it is multinational because it's just tech, but they look at it as related to what's happening in, in, uh, in the UK. But a lot of it you can use in your everyday. And I mean, I love the. I mean, you guys haven't done your iPhone review yet because I think you guys are giving it a little bit of time, but I'm really excited yeah. to hear about the 10 because I'm not willing to spend a grand on it <laughs> to test it myself. Yeah. So I mean, that's, 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 that's coming up. I mean, that's, that's written now. It's, it's basically finished, um, but it's currently, I'm just having a look here. The word count is, um, where are we? It is four and a half thousand words. Oh my uh, goodness. So it needs trimming and then it needs recording, uh, which is why we're doing that as a separate episode um, Mm -hmm. because I go into a lot of detail, a lot of detail. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the idea with the whole UK focus stuff is that, you know, I initially thought that it might um, exclude a lot of listeners outside of the UK. But actually what we find is a huge number of people from outside of the UK like it because a, they don't hear any duplication of stories that they've already heard on either American shows or shows from other countries. But also because we're only talking about stuff that's affecting the UK, it gives particularly American listeners. We find a lot of context for what's happening in the U S so they can draw parallels between, Oh, that's really interesting that it happens like that in Britain versus what they know of happening in the US. So it, it backfired in a, in a really positive way, the whole UK focus thing, mm-hmm. because um, what I thought would, you know, just appeal to us on this little island actually ended up appealing to a lot of people, but for completely different reasons than I expected. So it's quite it's quite nice. Absolutely. I know you talked about Uber in one of your latest shows, and uh, it was funny that when you brought that up, I was able to draw parallels to some stuff that's specifically happening with uber here in the united states that i'm like huh it's fascinating to see how other countries are handling some of the issues like i uh, uh i know uber recently got hacked as well so that was um something that they've been dealing with here in the u.s with some u.s based issues so it, it's fun to see what other other companies are doing outside of just the u.s bubble and it, yeah. it is a global thing like some of the stuff that I see in the UK, 
there's been that, you know, you've mentioned on your show. I don't remember anything specifically, but I know I had an idea here in my head and I wish I could remember it now, but you had mentioned it, that something was happening in the UK and I'm sitting there going, wait, I just heard that people that's up for like a bill here in the U S like it passed in the UK, but it still hasn't happened in the U S it's still going through litigation. And I'm like, Oh, so I got to experience what, what was going to happen essentially um, in the U S whenever that bill passed. So that was uh, fascinating to hear. So obviously yeah. check it out. Text message. Awesome show um, with Nate and Ian. I got his name right. Ian, right? I, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Ian, uh, two awesome guys. And uh, it's a definitely a fun show. It's one of the things I look forward to listen to every week. So if you want to listen to shows that I listen to text messages on that. So there no, you go. Thank you, man. High praise. Well, <laughs> Nate's the guy who I go to for all my tech help. So Nate's the guy who helped me with all my podcast things. So he's, he, he knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to follow everything we do, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, we have a whole plethora of shows over there. You can check out all of that. Tales of Tamriel, all of our past archives, as well as some of our new shows, our MMO uh, show, the Dungeon Crawlers, as well as From the Ashes, our Ashes of Creation related show. That is now a weekly show as well. Um, we do have plans on heading out to PAX East this year, as long as nothing falls through. So we should actually be able to bring you guys some, uh, news from PAX, uh, specifically both for this show, Tales of Tamriel, as well as from the ashes, if we can get out there, cause we'll, we'll make sure we spend some time with the developers, um, at Bethesda as well as, uh, Intrepid Studios. So as long as that does not fall through we will be out at pax this year pax east so uh, that will be a lot of fun um thank you so much and we hope you enjoyed this episode of tales of tamriel we will be back next week at our new record time sundays 8 a.m eastern i know that's early for some people but it fits for both ark and nate so if you enjoyed listening to those two amazing voices and not just my own that's why we're here so check us out twitch.tv slash dungeon crawl network we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you guys later have a good night everybody when akatosh slew lorcan he ripped his heart right out he hurled it across tamriel and the heart was heard to shout red diamond red diamond the heart and soul of men Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the lork in blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul
and protect us till the end.